Welcome to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pilak. I'm a screenwriter and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is Al Snow. Al's a professional wrestler, having portrayed a variety of characters, and best known for his time in the WWE, where he was a tag team champion, hardcore champion, and European champion. Since leaving the ring, he owns Ohio Valley Wrestling, was a road agent for Impact Wrestling, acted in a number of films, and wrote a book called Self-Help, Life Lessons from the Bizarre Wrestling Career of Al Snow. All right, Al, thank you for coming on with me today. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate you giving me the time. So you're best known as as an in-ring wrestler, and you do a ton of other stuff, too. Um, you're the owner of Ohio Valley Wrestling, run a wrestling school, have acted in movies, you've written a book. Uh, what's driven you to branch out like you have, even with the successful career in the ring that you had? You know, I think it's it all comes down to really um, something pretty simple, and that is just passion. It's something that I really, really have always just, it's brought joy to me to do. I see people all the time on social media talk about, you know, uh, back to the grind. And uh, I can tell you, honestly, in, in the 39 years that I've been a professional wrestler, I've been pursuing what I enjoy doing. I don't misunderstand. I, I've worked very hard. I don't think I've ever ground, did a grind. But, and I don't think I've ever really sacrificed you know, everybody talks about sacrifice, and I don't think it's a sacrifice when it's something that you want to do, that you you truly are passionate about and you enjoy. You know, that, that, that old saying about find what you love to do and you'll never have to work a day in your life, I really, really think that applies. I think it's if you're if you're waking up and you are just disliking what you're doing outside of, you know, maybe a day job that you're, yeah. you're kind of having to do, then maybe you just shouldn't be uh, doing but it. But you know what, though? I, I no one has to do anything. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the only only two things we have to do are die and breathe. Those are yeah. the only two things we have to do. Everything else is a choice. And if you're not, even if you were, I mean, we all have to pursue something. And uh, even just for our own mental health, you know, we have to apply ourselves in some direction. But we obviously, you know, we need to make a living. We need to pay bills. That's how the world works. Um, but if you don't like it, you're not a tree. You're not planted there. You can always leave, you know, and I think people get caught up in the world uh, with this false, and I do mean false, sense of security, of this stability of, because as human beings, we don't like change. And in in my opinion, the one thing you can count on in your life is going to be change. It's just inevitable. It's going to happen. You know, you're never going to stay static. You're never going to stay set in that one place you're always going to change and you're going to get uncomfortable and i think the key to growing is is being uncomfortable you know it forces you to take on new challenges and the new directions that's my me being philosophical so going back to your early days when you were first working to break in what did your work ethic look like at that point uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I didn't consider it a work ethic. I just considered that I wanted to do something. The way I, I've had this conversation with numerous people, 
over the years. And that, you know, when I got into the wrestling business, it was a very closed, very secular business. It was very, very shut down and they did not let people in. It was, it was easier to be a made man in the mafia than it was to, to become a professional wrestler. The, the links that I had to go through and go to, to um, first, just get my foot in the door. And then second, you had to earn your way into the locker room. Then you had to continuously earn your way to stay in there. And then, you know, you know earn your way onto the shows. And then, you know, everything was a constant uh, challenge. You know, you just had to, you had to really desire to want to be a part of it because if you didn't, they would run you off. They would, they would uh, crack you and send you home. But I, I don't know if I could ever give you a quantifiable answer in regards to what my work ethic was, because I just didn't see it as work. I just saw it as, well, this is what I want to do and this is what it takes to, to do it. How do you structure your day today to be as productive as possible among all the various things that you are working on? The biggest thing is, is I get up in the morning and as you can see, I, I try to, because I got a tank top on, so it's not because it's wonderful and beautiful here today, but I try to uh, always get my workout in uh, first thing in the morning. So that way it's done and I don't, the day doesn't pile up and I now don't take time for myself. I do it one, because I enjoy it and, and, and two, physically I have to after all of the abuse that I've taken in the ring and three, um, I do it too, because it's my time. It's, it's, I have at least an hour, 45 minutes to an hour that it's, I can mentally go in there and, and just focus on and just be doing that, you know, but the rest of the day is just a matter of, of really trying to keep up with all the different directions that I have to go. So they don't happen to let something slip through the cracks. So I really try to each day make sure that, you know, there's at least three to five things that I make are addressed and are taken care of to some degree or another prior to that day ending. So if I at least get three, I feel like I've done a pretty good job of uh, uh, keeping up with the monster that uh, is OVW because it's, it's ridiculous. And then the clothing company that I operate and then, and then just my own wrestling career and, you know, any, any other opportunities that they came along, I, I try to keep up with all of those as much as I can. And my next question, you, you probably kind of answered it when we talked about passion, but anyone in a creative field has definitely received their share of no's along their journey. What have you told yourself to take that no and continue to drive on or flip it into a positive, you know, and, and get something good out of it? Uh, you know, I've, I've faced my fair share of frustrations, and I know, like, I had been pursuing my career for about maybe, I don't know, 10 or 12, 10, or 10 years or so, 12 years at the time. Things were, I was getting really, really frustrated uh, to the point to where I just wanted, I was like, you know what, forget it, I'm just going to quit, and I'm going to go, you know, take a professional bowling or something, <laughs> you know. It may sound crazy, but I just, I heard a voice in my head, and it wasn't my inner voice and, and, and just saying to hold on and to keep faith and to that it would happen. And I, and I did, and it turned around, you know, I, I think, uh, and I read this in, um, uh, one of Tony Robbins's books years ago. And that was that, you know, there's an answer to every question. You just have to ask yourself the right questions and you'll get the right answers. And so, uh, once I read that and it really kind of resonated with me, 
I would get those no's and I'd go, okay, um, obviously I've not, I've not gotten the right answer. So what's, what's a new way of asking this question? You know, not just, well, what do I need to do? But okay, well, uh, that didn't work that time. Okay, what do I need to do? And how do I need to do it different the next time? What different approach do I need to take to it? You know, all roads, again, this will sound real philosophical, but all roads lead to the same place. I mean, you will arrive at your destination. It's just sometimes when you're taking a car trip, the road's out and you can't take the route that you planned and you've got to take an alternate one. It takes you longer to get there, but ultimately you still you still arrive at your destination. You still get what you're where you're going. And uh, maybe you see something new along the way. Yes. And you pick up you pick up new ideas, you pick up new ways to do it and new approaches and and you ultimately um, are better prepared once you arrive there to capitalize on the destination as much as possible that you wouldn't have had. You know, because we live, uh, I, I really hold to this one truth, and that is that we are surrounded by information, surrounded by it. You can access uh, all kinds of information at any point in time. But I think that we all, uh, people these days equate access to information as real knowledge and nothing and i mean nothing could be further from the truth you could uh you know i use this as an analogy is that you can go uh, to medical school depending upon your specialty i think it's from anywhere from eight to 12 years and uh, you graduate from medical school you're not a doctor you're not a doctor until you've completed a certain amount of residency which is hands-on supervised medical experience, you know, so that you can couple experience with the information. And then, and only then, do you become an actual doctor. And that applies to everything in your life. You have all the information you want on a topic, but if you don't have the commensurate amount of experience, um, you don't have real knowledge. And sometimes taking those alternate routes allow you to acquire the necessary experience that then gives you real knowledge that allows you to be successful once you've reached that destination. So what in, in your work ethic and your tenacity and perseverance do you think have contributed to the success that you've had to this point? Um, everything, everything. Um, I'd have nothing if it weren't for, I have one singular talent. I tell people, you know, I say this all the time, one singular talent. I don't have, I don't really think I have any real talent at all. I think the only talent I have is I just don't give up. I think that's it. I really think that's the main, that's the only reason that if I, if I am to any degree, quote unquote, successful, which I don't even think that I'm successful, but if I'm to any degree successful in, in, in any de- endeavor, it is quite honestly for one reason. And that's because I just, I, I guess I'm too dumb to give up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Any anything that you want to talk about or plug before we go? Well, you know, uh, um, I am owner, part owner of uh, OVW Ohio Valley Wrestling. We they were the developmental program for WWE for years, and if anybody's interested in watching it, you know. And, and since this is more of a forum about the arts and things like that, please understand that I know everybody, you know, professional wrestling of of art, but. It quite honestly is an art. It's an art of, of physical storytelling within the context of a competitive situation. And it, it very much is a, a pursuit that requires an immense amount of creativity and 
spontaneity. And the amazing thing about it is, is that, you know, when you're watching that story take place, that story lives and breathes only for that moment. It's unlike any other medium in that it, it really is a very interactive and very uh, living, breathing uh, art form. Um, that's what makes it so uh, unique, makes it so much uh, so entertaining. And, you know, regardless of how maligned it has been um, from the rest of the entertainment world, it, it stands that, you know, for decades, quite honestly, decades, um, it has continued to be a staple on television worldwide and um, and has continued to draw to live events thousands upon thousands of people on a regular basis throughout a calendar year. You know, and that's not just recently. That's been since the 1900s um, till now. So it's been over, uh, well over a century that, that professional wrestling has continued to exist and, uh, and, and really continued to drive people to want to be entertained and be and to uh, suspend their disbelief. Because I know everybody goes, oh, you know, wrestling's fake. And my answer to that is, well, congratulations, Angela Lansbury. How long did it take for you to put the clues together? <laughs> you know, we know, we know. And, and But please understand, the only, and I cannot emphasize this enough, the only thing that's fake about professional wrestling is, is just the outcome. We know that before we walk out there, you know, that we know what's going to happen. But other than that, everything is quite, quite real. It's just the intent behind it that's, what we're trying to sell to the audience so that there's a consequence for the win and loss. I always looked at wrestling as kind of a, a one time only uh, piece of theater, you know, with, with characters and storylines and, and all these things, like you said, set with the backdrop of, of an athletic competition. I looked at it as, as the art of, you know, theater. It, it, it is, but it isn't. Theater is very much a static uh, thing to a degree. And, and I know I'm, I'm going to get probably some people that are going to disagree, but as an, uh, an, an actor, if you're there in theater, it's very live. The moment, the performance is very much, but they're scripted. Um, and people that are not in it will assume that wrestling is scripted and, and nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, it is to a degree. I mean, they, they do discuss things prior to going out there nowadays, um, but back in the day, it was very loose and it was more of uh, just done by a very symbiotic feel of themselves and their performance and the audience's energy and reaction to what they were doing. And um, and that's why it was it's it's it is to a degree. But in, 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 in acting in theater, you're working to one final moment. That's the culmination of, of that story. Well, in wrestling, you're only working to one final moment that's. A three three seconds in length, you know, that lasts from three to thirty seconds of, of reaction, that is used to build to another final moment. That's used to build to another final moment. That's because it never stops. It just continuously evolves and continuously you're continuously trying to elevate and and grow that final moment bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a big misnomer within the wrestling industry these days that the the talent think that it's like performance art and in a, in a way, kind of it is, but in a way, it's not. It exists in its own world. You know, if you're a professional wrestler, you're walking out there, and yes, in some manner, you're an actor. But in some ways, you're a superhero. In some ways, you're uh, an you're a professional athlete. In some ways, you're a rock star. In some ways, you're part of a soap opera. In some ways, you're 
Um, it, there's so many things all wrapped up in one at one time. Again, the experience is, is completely uh, unique. And if people want to watch OVW, we're on about five different national networks. We're in about 150 million homes nationwide. But one of the easiest ways uh, I tell people all the time is that we're on Fight TV, the Fight TV app that you can download on your phone. You know, we're uh, there th- every Thursday night from 7 o'clock to 9 p.m. Eastern time. Check it out. Uh, I try uh, to do things more traditionally, and meaning that not in the total sense, but I mean, from the standpoint that everything that's driven very much on who the wrestler is and why they're doing what they're doing. Not the what, um, because people can't relate physically to what we do, but everybody can relate to who and why. And that ultimately is really what sells any form of entertainment. Even if you're watching boxing or MMA, the only reason you watch fights is because who's fighting and why they're fighting. You know, um, if you're going to a movie, it's, you know, who's, who's, who's the character and why are they in this story? Um, I really focus more on that. And, and, and we really, I really make an effort. I do everything I can to never insult the intelligence of the audience. You know, I don't want anyone watching, um, no matter how long they've been watching, whether it's for 10 minutes or 10, 10 years, I don't want them to ever go, why, why is this happening? Why is that person doing this? And that doesn't seem to make any sense. So I tried to take great pains to, to ensure that that doesn't happen. For, for an audience to watch. Awesome. Well, thank you, Al, for coming on with me today. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to have a conversation like this. I don't really sometimes get to get to talk in such highfalutin philosophical terms. So, <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, and please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at the Artist's Work Ethic and check out theartistsworkethic.com.